When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. A throwback top 10 takeaways from the main woods. The podfather does not disappoint. Oh, he didn't drop the takeaways on Monday. I guess there's no takeaways. Wrong. There's absolutely a takeaways. There's always a takeaways. There will be takeaways every single week of the NFL regular season. Book it. And I watched a bunch of games with my nephews, family. It was great. Great. A lot of uh, a lot, a lot of interesting games that happened. I was excited to see the Ravens beat the 49ers. That was very cool, even though I, I think the 49ers are still a lock. <laughs> Brock Purdy had four interceptions. Four interceptions, and it was still a close game. You watch that game, you're like, this game could go either way. Until the very end, until two minutes to go, down 14, you were thinking this game can go either way. Brock Purdy... Four interceptions, no touchdowns. He may not have another game like that for the rest of his career. That was the outlier bad luck game for Brock Purdy, and they were still in it to the very end. The 49ers are going to win the championship, and they're going to do it against the, the Ravens. I said to my parents, I said, this is a preview of the Super Bowl. Hope we enjoy this. This is going to be great. And I didn't expect Brock Purdy to throw four interceptions. I looked pretty dumb saying that, but I was like, no, no, just look at this defense. You know, they have a they have Chase Young and a Bosa and the best middle linebacker. It's this is the 49ers. I mean, what an incredible job John Lynch has done. And this is a team you're gonna be starting all the skill position players heading into week 17 when you we were looking at the the schedule. We're gonna do a lot of schedule talk, a lot of looking ahead to you know week 17 fantasy football championships. You've got the 49ers uh, teed up to blow out Washington. The 49ers are 14-point favorites on the road. So I'm going to take the commanders, right? You take That kind of home dog, you just, you, just take, you just take the points for the home dog if you're betting that game. But this is a game where this is the ultimate get-right game for Purdy. This is why you have him. This is why he is one of the fantasy MVP quarterbacks. However, in terms of the actual MVP, uh, I think Lamar Jackson locked it up. I know that Christian McCaffrey deserves to be the MVP. And if there was a year where a running back would win MVP, we just haven't seen it for so long. But let's put it in context just for a moment how good Christian McCaffrey is. So Christian McCaffrey is the highest scoring fantasy player. That's how good he's been. He was the cheat code player to draft in all of fantasy drafts. It's like, oh, who should I be selecting? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. 
Anyone else? No, Christian McCaffrey. What about Austin Eckler? No, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what, what about uh, Justin Jefferson? No, no. All along, it was Christian McCaffrey, but he is outscoring at 25.2 fantasy points per game. He's outscoring Josh Allen. He's outscoring Jalen Hurts. So he should be the MVP. Even when you watch the 49ers play, you're like, this running back is doing things that other running backs simply can't do against these defenses. Against the Ravens, where McCaffrey is dragging guys into the end zone on a play where Bo Jackson dislocated his hip on a play very similar where a guy had grabbed a hold to drag the player behind him and pop dislocated his hip. And McCaffrey is doing the same Bo Jackson level things on the football field. So why not just give him the MVP? You're not going to give it to Josh Allen. Brock Purdy lost it this weekend. Lamar Jackson's been fantastic. He's been incredible, right? But he's only at 20 fantasy points per game. It's just that this is the best team in the AFC and the whole offense runs through him, unlike the 49ers where there's a lot of contributors. Christian McCaffrey deserves to win MVP, not Derrick Henry. Not I, I still, I looked up and I saw the Titans lost again and Derrick Henry had like 22 fantasy points. It's like, what are we doing here? Why is he still on the team? This doesn't make any sense. Six more targets for Tajay Spears, a, a primary back role. That would have been exciting to see. We get to see it with Zamir White for a couple games. Zamir White going off over you know, 100 yards. Zamir White earning the primary back job in 2024. So I think the two running backs that I really want to target early this offseason in Dynasty, Zamir White, Tajay Spears, they still they have so much room to grow their profile, grow their and, and expand their valuation with White just earning the primary back job. They they don't draft a running back with early, early draft capital and also this is a weak running back class. So I mean, go Try to pick a running back in this running back class that's better than Zamir White was at Georgia. I challenge you. Zamir White was a fourth-round pick. Zamir White runs a 4-4. Zamir White's good. He's proving it now. Yes, he's just a dump-off catcher, but can he do what Josh Jacobs did, but just more explosive? Yeah. Yeah, he can, actually. So I, I, I love the idea that the Raiders have a lot of other needs, and running back likely not one they're going to invest in early, and... They've seen enough with Zamir White. And the same thing for with Tajay Spears. Instead of trading Derrick Henry and getting valuable assets in return, they're just going to let him walk. But this idea that Tajay Spears will come in and get 12 to 15 carries a game plus, if he's getting six targets where he's just rotating in, what happens when he's the primary back? We're talking about this is, is very exciting. And imagine what Tajay Spears can be in that offense. And... It's running backs like Zamir White that are taking over at the end where people are starting them in fantasy football, and you have to make difficult decisions. Do I start Travis Etienne or do I start Zamir White? The move was to start Zamir White. Travis Etienne ultimately will go down as one of the great bridge running backs where he was great as a hero RB. First 10 weeks, he got you exactly what you wanted, those 18 fantasy points a game plus. And he was just had that stable 10 fantasy points a game floor week in, week out. But he hasn't been that, that guy in a while, and the, the game situations are just eroding around him. So now look at the game coming up. It's the Panthers. 
it's a 37 and a half point total. The, the Panthers, at least, they're better against running backs than they are against wide receivers. I mean, congratulations to Calvin Ridley. He did it. Right? The Podfather curse. Podfather curse. Hey, the guy can't score touchdowns. He hilariously can't score touchdowns. And then what does he do? Oh, scores a touchdown. Now, I know. Travis Etienne, this looks like a good matchup on paper. It absolutely does. Right? The Panthers are top 10 in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. This looks like a get-right game. And this is the, is the reason why I drafted Travis Etienne. I hate this game with a passion. I don't know if any points are going to get scored in this game. So I don't trust Travis Etienne in this game. I would look elsewhere I would and not get wooed by the fantasy points allowed that the Panthers have been giving up to running backs. This is just, it's a bad game situation. Always pay attention to the game total. We're talking about a 37 and a half point game total. The only game with the worst game total in week 17 is Jets-Browns. Jets-Browns. So Jets-Browns, classic example of a game you shouldn't want any part of. Why would you want any part of that game? Get away from that game. Run and hide from that game. Joe Flacco has been great, but he's not going to be great against a defense that knows him, that knows his tendencies. Now, he knows their tendencies too because he was a Jet, but Sauce Gardner knows how to read Joe Flacco's eyes, knows what he wants to do. This is setting Joe Flacco up for one of those games where everyone is reminded, oh yeah, this guy was a street free agent not long ago for a reason. Now, he never should have been a street free agent. He should have been a charger had they had a replacement, a reasonable replacement for Justin Herbert. Things could be different. AFC West up for grabs suddenly. It's like, hey, Chargers, what were you doing? I mean, it was just gross negligence to go into the season with Easton Stick as the backup quarterback. But this game is horrific. And I don't much care about, oh, look at the fantasy points allowed. There's no points being scored in this game. And the last thing you want, playing a skill position player in the game with the lowest total that's also on Thursday night. And the team you're playing also doesn't give up any fantasy points to that position, right? The New York Jets give up 14.6 fantasy points per game to all opposing wide receivers. That's all of them. That's not the average. Of course, that would be incredible if that was the average. That's all the receivers. So from Amari Cooper to Elijah Moore, on down the list, all those receivers, on average, are putting up 14.6 fantasy points. It's playing the Dolphins twice a year. That's the Jets playing the Bills twice a year. This, this is the Browns offense. Just remember how bad this offense truly is. And remember that Joe Flacco, though he should have been rostered at the start of training camp, is a journeyman quarterback. This is a set-up-to-fail situation, and it's the ultimate point-chasing danger play where you have Amari Cooper coming off 265 yards, but this is what he does. He shreds bad secondaries. When the situation is easy for Amari Cooper, he does great. He is awesome. He's incredible. When the situation's difficult, which is exactly what it's going to be this week, he wilts. So there's a lot of wide receivers that I would consider over Amari Cooper this week. I mean, think of DeAndre Hopkins would be one. We'll talk about a bunch of them, but there's going to be a bunch of receivers this week where you have to put off to the side the I start my starters mantra. You don't start your starters. You start the, the player that's in the best situation to help your fantasy team that has both you know, a stable weekly floor, which Amari Cooper does not have, and spike week potential. So what are you doing? You'd much rather play receivers on this 
Saints-Bucks game. Like the Saints-Bucks game, the total's only 42. That's the total I'm going to smash. I think that's going to be an over that's playing in Tampa Bay. If you're considering playing Flacco, I mean, you're not going to do that. You'd much rather play uh, a Baker Mayfield. There's a whole bunch of quarterbacks where it's like, hey, Trevor Lawrence is not going to put up a lot of fantasy points this week based on just the game total. Who do I want to play at quarterback this week? Baker Mayfield, for sure, at home. He's been epic. Dak has the matchup. Dak and Goff have the matchup. Like, there's the matchup. There's there's one matchup, and I'm proud of, you know, all of my best ball grinders. I'm so proud of all of you. Looking at the schedule going, okay, what's a game on this schedule that I think is going to be the smashiest smash game available. Lions-Cowboys is the game. That's the game you're circling. A lot of people in best ball circled this Lions-Cowboys game, and they built these, these game stacks for Week 17 around this game. Dax, C.D. Lamb, you're running it back with Jameer Gibbs. I mean, this is, this is, this is amazing. I mean, the, I mean, bravo to all of you out there that did. If you did this, I mean, I got it. I mean, this is, this is why you grind. A lot of people aren't doing this. A lot of people are not pulling it, pulling out the schedule and, and thinking about what the possible game totals are going to be for these games in Week 17 and then thinking about, okay, well, we know the Lions are going to be great. Their offense is up-tempo. Look at the pace of play of their offense. Look at the pace of play of both offenses. And that's what, that's a metric we have on player profile, our pace of play. The pace of play for the Lions and the Cowboys, well above average. When you have two quality quarterbacks and two fast paces of play, that's where you get shootout potential, right? That's where you have that, that positive feedback loop. And so this game total is like 53, and the next highest game total is 47. And everyone that has players in the other games and is not overweight with Lions and Cowboys in best ball is at a disadvantage. And don't you dare bench my man Tony Pollard. You drafted him in the late second round for a reason. It was this week. Do not even consider benching him for anybody other than Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, Jameer Gibbs too. And we'll talk more about the Saints-Buccaneers game after this. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You want to play everyone in this this Saints Buccaneers game. So you know Amon Ra is going to smash. Amon Ra is a top twelve overall fantasy asset. Amon Ra and AJ Brown have the same exact number of fans to take away. But Christian McCaffrey's crushing them all. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, it, it was impossible to get McCaffrey and Amon Ra St. Brown. Imagine if you could do it. Imagine if you could do it, and then also then Gibbs in the in the early third round. Imagine if you could do that. Imagine, imagine. I bet I bet there was somebody out there. Put it in the comments. Did you somehow secure McCaffrey, Amon Ra St. Brown, and Jameer Gibbs? I mean, if you did, I mean, again, I mean, congratulations. If not Jameer Gibbs, then you have McCaffrey as your hero RB, and you get David Montgomery later. That's that's probably a more likely outcome. Incredible game to have exposure to. Sam Laporta, just push all those chips in. But what games can shoot out to compete with that game? Saints-Buccaneers. Saints-Buccaneers, warm weather environment. This is, a, this is a game that could quietly shoot out. Mayfield's been playing the best football of his career. Chris Olave's back and healthy. Camara is is unstoppable. Like he looks like a prime Camara. I don't understand why it's forty two points. I don't. I don't much care. I'm smashing that game. I'm smashing the players in that game. Uh, and we talked about how Travis Etienne, like you wanted in the first half, and then Rashad White's the running back you wanted in the second half. And that's just so perfect. Like we were as overexposed to those two running backs as any, and it was the perfect bridge situation where ETN was the bridge right into Rashad White. Incredible. And you're you're starting Mike Evans. I mean, you're starting everybody. So Marshawn Lattimore would give you pause with Mike Evans because that is a bad matchup for Mike Evans, one of these big, tall, athletic cornerbacks. Those are the ones that, that give Mike Evans the most problems. But Marshawn Lattimore was out last week, but... Yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, it's it's everybody. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a smash fest. And again, you're hoping for shootout level production from a Mike Evans, from a, a Chris Godwin to compete with teams that have like a CD Lamb or an Amon Ross St. Brown. It's almost unfair. CD Lamb has been exquisite this year. I mean, Lamb has officially crashed the top three in Dynasty. He's now right there with Jefferson and Chase. He has more fantasy points than Dak Prescott this year. Let that sink in. And since the bye, 41, 28, 39, 16, 17, 33, 19, 19, 25 fantasy points. We're talking about a 19-point floor, essentially, since the bye week. He's had one game under 10 fantasy points, and it was nine fantasy points. There will be debates this next offseason in fantasy football about Lamb versus Chase versus Jefferson. If you're just trying to pencil in Jefferson and Chase and perhaps Tyreek Hill next year, no. CeeDee Lamb is right in that mix, but because CeeDee Lamb is so much younger than Tyreek Hill, he should be in that tier. It was a big two, 
And officially, you look up, and CeeDee Lamb has made it a big three. Very cool. Very cool. Now, other games that we're, we're watching to see, oh, maybe there's, maybe there's a shootout here, maybe there's a shootout there. Dolphins-Ravens? I don't think so. Uh, that, that's a 47-point total. Watching what the Ravens were doing, watching their middle linebackers. I think they have the best middle linebackers. Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. Consider benching Raheem Mostert. Again, just because a player put up huge numbers throughout the year doesn't mean this is a, a week to play him. The two star players that I would consider benching this week, depending on your options, Amari Cooper at wide receiver, Raheem Mostert. Because I, I don't like that this is also a road game. He's going on the road to face the, the best middle linebacker duo in the sport. So I don't understand how this game is going to outscore saints Bucks. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. So I would go under on this game. Fortunately, the weather is good. So the thought was we could have some bad weather. This, this could be a, a, a mucked up game, Rams at Giants. But I think that it, it's, it's all systems go for Kyron Williams. The Giants do give up an inordinate number of fantasy points to opposing running backs. And right, they've injected Tyrod Taylor. He's given them a, you know, a, a modicum of upside, right? So they add Tyrod Taylor. Suddenly, this is a team that can score some points. So they're going to be at home. Rams come into town. Rams don't allow a lot of uh, points to opposing running backs. So they're, they're a pass funnel defense. This could allow this game to, to actually be high scoring. It's not crazy to think about th- that this Giants-Rams game will be high scoring. So at first I was thinking in the fantasy championship, I would rather play Devin Singletary over Kyron Williams because this game just, mm, I'm still I'm still nervous about it. Anytime you have a West Coast team going to New York in week 17 for a team that has one of the worst offenses in the league in the Giants, the 42-point total, it's just gross. It is gross. You have to start Barkley. He's at home. Even though it's not a, technically a great matchup, you have to start him. You have to start Kyron Williams. But I also like starting Devin Singletary. I mean, it, it, these are the types of players you would start over Raheem Mostert. But you're not starting any of these guys over Jonathan Taylor. You're starting Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is going to go ham. The Raiders, their pass rush is so good that it incentivizes teams to run the ball more even if their secondary is not necessarily strong, that, that front seven and Max Crosby in particular creates so much havoc that it, it's, it makes it difficult for quarterbacks. You saw Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look what happened to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is currently being outscored this year by Jordan Love. That's a thing that's happening right now. Right now, as we speak, at this moment in time, in the space-time continuum, Patrick Mahomes being outscored by Jordan Love. And Jordan Love's another example of one of these quarterbacks you've got to play him you have to play Jordan Love this week and that is is a a game to circle right that Packers Vikings Sunday night football the Packers have been giving up an absolutely mind-boggling amount of passing yards it's crazy it's unbelievable I can't believe it they're giving up 300 plus yards to Bryce Young Bryce Young goes for more than 250 yards how do they do this Mayfield's putting up close to 400 and last week it was with Jair Alexander came back he was active but clearly he's not 100% that's the takeaway Jair Alexander not 100% and you got to start Nick Mullins and you got to start Jordan Love that game that game is a 
you know, 46 points, that's going over 50, right? That's in Minnesota. That's the game. So we're looking at a handful of games that could shoot out Saints, Buccaneers, top of the list, Packers, Vikings, top of the list, Rams, Giants, eh, not quite. Rams, Giants, not quite. Raiders, Colts, I can't get there. I just, I can't, I can't get there. I think this is going to be a game where regardless of, of, of whoever is the, the running back that's active, is, is Jacob starting? Is he inactive? Is it Zamir White? They're going to run the ball. And then the Colts are going to run the ball because it looks like Pittman's not going to play in this game. I don't believe that Minshew is a guy that you want to consider starting. He's going to be terrorized by Crosby and company. This, this, this just, everything is being perfectly aligned for Jonathan Taylor, who's been this huge disappointment this year. I mean, where is Jonathan Taylor in terms of the, the season of fantasy points? Let's see what, let's just see what running back he is. Like we just look at the rankings for fantasy running backs. Where is Jonathan Taylor? I mean, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Tyler Algier for the season in total fantasy points and fantasy points per game, 13.9, right? That's just ahead of Kenneth Walker. That's just ahead of Brian Robinson. That's exact. That's that he and Josh Jacobs had the exact same fantasy points per game, and they could be facing off if Jacobs is active. All this controversy, all this debate about where to draft Jonathan Taylor this offseason, and then sure enough, he comes through, and it's like, well, he was playing all along. We knew he was playing the Raiders at home in the Fantasy Football Championship. So this is just perfect. This is where you're like, finally, let's do this. Let's go. And with Michael Pittman having the relapse of the concussion symptoms, I would be shocked if he plays. Josh Downs to nine targets last week, so... You got to fire up Josh Downs. Josh Downs is a great example of a wide receiver where you're like, well, actually, this guy, he's the number one receiver. This is a game that clearly Vegas doesn't know what to do with this game. It is in Indianapolis, so you do have the dome conditions. It could break the total. And if if it breaks past that total, Josh Downs outscoring Amari Cooper, right? That's That's like a reality that you need to consider, like, Wait a second. How many points are up for grabs? What's the target share here? Actually, it there's more implied points for the Colts. Josh Downs and Amari Cooper look at the similar target shares. Who's who's facing Sauce Gardner? Oh, oh, interest. Okay, wow, that's crazy. But these are the types of decisions you have to make. These are the bold calls you have to make in the fantasy football championship game. And we have a sleeper on our hands. Sleeper alert. We've talked about it many times as a deep league stash, that he's not dead yet, and he was drafted in the seventh round. I believe he was drafted by, I want to say, the Seahawks out of college. His name is Bo Melton, runs a 4-3-4, special teams whiz, above average breakout rating for a day three pick, 72nd percentile or higher workout metrics across the board, 40% dominator rating, 93rd percentile college target share. So, and again, this just a great football player. Like the consensus around Bo Melton, great football player. I've never understood why he hasn't fired yet. I can't explain it. have no idea why. Don't care. He's finally getting an opportunity. And what did he do? Uh, he commanded more targets last week than Romeo Dobbs. He is a better football player than Romeo Dobbs. It's like, no, come on, man. Knock it off. Romeo Dobbs is better than somebody on this team. Not really. Not really. He's not particularly efficient and uh, not allowed to be surprised if Wicks and Melton both outscore him. So 
yes, this is a, a shootout I want exposure to. Based on the law of the conservation of targets, you're going to have to start Dobbs in a lot of leagues, especially that start three receivers. But Bo Melton is interesting. In deep leagues as a start, in DFS, Bo Melton's interesting. But, I mean, the game's not on the main slate. So Bo Melton is the reason why we love showdowns. Like showdowns with Bo Melton. I mean, Bo Melton's not a fringe showdown option because he had the six targets last week. But if there was a, a showdown play... Bo Melton is one of the one of the best candidates I can think of. Anyone benching Patrick Mahomes? Can you imagine? Can you no? Like no, right? We're not, we're not benching Patrick Mahomes. But Chiefs have the Bengals at home. It's a 44 and a half point total. You're gonna play Mahomes. You're not gonna play anybody over Mahomes. But if you have Jordan Love, that's a decision point. And Packers Vikings game has a higher probability of shooting out. And it's not like Patrick Mahomes is putting up weeks that will hurt you, where, okay, he can burn me if I don't play him. Does anyone feel that? You don't feel that way. What a world. Oof. Nick Mullins. When you may consider a world, this is the world, right? The world where Josh Downs over Amari Cooper. The world where you, oh my, the world where you're considering Nick Mullins over Patrick Mahomes.